Welcome to the party. I'm Sam Ekstrom of Locked On Sports Minnesota. Before the show is over, we, we will lay out a path for you to win $1 million on the Super Bowl. Hi, this is Arif Hassan from the Wide Left Substack. I am stealing the valor of a Pakistani urban planner. What's up? I'm Luke Braun. Locked On Vikings have been fully radicalized against the Tennessee Volunteers. Luke Inman at Luke underscore Spinman. And these guys lost a bet. They owe me money. And today I'm here to collect. Locked on sports, Minnesota podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. It's time for the Minnesota football party. Super Bowl edition of the Minnesota football party. Welcome in. On Locked On Sports Minnesota's YouTube channel, please subscribe and catch us on the 24-7 YouTube live stream. Also, find us on the Locked On Vikings audio feed where Luke Braun produces Monday through Friday episodes on the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, we're glad to have you with us today on an episode that is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL. Use code, all lowercase, LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. And on today's show, we continue our series, which has been branded per Twitter user D's at Macho Meach, I believe. Um, thank you for the name. Sign or Sayonara? KJ Osborne, do the Vikings bring nice. him back or let him go? Tight end free agency targets. And the pass-catching theme continues with wide receiver Ron Johnson joining the show for his Thursday appearance. And then at the end of the show, Luke Inman cashes in his bet that he won with our postseason betting contest. And we will pool our minds together to come up with the ultimate Super Bowl parlay and other fun props. But we begin with sign or sayonara, the K.J. Osborne story. He is a free agent, and the Vikings have the option to bring him back. Presumably, he's the wide receiver three. I guess we can get into the Justin Jefferson comments, too, to judge whether he's going to be back or not. I think he is. Uh, he thinks he is. But K.J. Osborne, free agent after four years in Minnesota. Now, the best comp, guys, that I could find for this free agency situation was Kendrick Bourne. Um, similar numbers through his first contract, similar age, and he signed in New England for three years, $15 million. And that was back in 2021. So the cap's gone up since then. So I guess the question amounts to Luke Braun, we'll start with you. Would you bring back KJ Osborne at, at minimum, $5 million per year, maybe six or seven? I feel very ambivalent to this. Like, I feel like he was, he needed to do better in, in his contract year to like earn that like true three year deal. I, I think for him, he probably has more money to make if he hits the open market and can kind of pit team teams against each other, uh, which which kind of tells me I don't know if I would necessarily expect him to be back considering he lost the wide receiver two job to a first round pick in his contract year. Uh, but it was just, you know, an inconsistent season. I, I it's a very like. It's very Jarius, right? It's so Jarius, right? It's mm -hmm. just this guy that like clutched up a bunch of third downs but at the end of this rookie contract, he go, yeah, I don't know if this guy's like worth spending they, money they on. They did extend Jarius Wright. They just regretted it. And then promptly, yeah. like, openly shopped him. Like, yeah, right they, they extended oh, him and they're like, whoa, totally whoa, 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 whoa. And then they shopped him 
and then they needed him. Because <laughs> like they had part of the because they Michael had Floyd. Charles Johnson. Uh, yeah, I remember a like feeling rookie being feeling. really mad that he was gone when they were dealing with like Mike Wallace. I still I still think the Jarius Wright deal was a pretty good deal. Pretty sure Mike um, Wallace was gone before Jarius Wright was. Was gone. it Greg Jennings then? <laughs> oh man, what I this is a really catastrophic levels of name a guy. Yeah, um, we're out there. <laughs> it's like, hey, it was the 2014 to 2016 Vikings. I remember basically, Jerry yeah. was on the miracle team. Like he was, he was still around. Well, at that he point. was on the miracle team. So Man, yeah, so I would like the Aldrich my, my Robinson memory, year. Then my last memory of Jarius Wright is the most uncharacteristic Jarius Wright play, which is the screen he took to the house in the over, in overtime against the Jets, Jets for like 76 yards, and Teddy was credited with the fourth quarter. Teddy and the Jets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. right, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Credited with the comeback yeah. and the game-winning drive, and it's like he threw a 76-yard screen. Epic and everyone's like, no, no, no. It's, Teddy actually did it because he's the one who checked into the play. Was that for Gino? So, Who was he's the quarterback for the Jets? Gino, that was Gino. Would have been Gino, yeah. Gino game. Wow, incredible. Play. And Sheldon uh, Richardson. Both think, legendary backup quarterbacks, although Gino turned it into a starter and Teddy turned it into becoming a the most beloved high school coach in the country, I think. <laughs> <laughs> we I mean neither is bad, honestly. <laughs> but yeah, uh you bring it back to uh Osborne. Uh, the thing with Jarius Wright is that he was a fair bit more reliable, or if he was not more reliable, I remember him being more reliable, which is an important part of the conversation. And so it felt like a mistake to get rid of Jarius Wright. It does not feel like a mistake to let Osborne walk. I still think they should extend him, obviously, pending kind of what the numbers look like. But I wouldn't feel as broken up as if they had let Jarius Wright walk or when they actually did shop him. Um, so I, I don't think that they're analogous. I think that, um, the Vikings receiver situation is obviously substantially more stable. Uh, you hope for a Justin Jefferson extension, obviously you don't need it, but I think for purposes, that would be nice. Um, but yeah, I, I think that Osborne at, you said born three years ago, was at 5 million a year? So Osborne at six and a half, I don't know what the cap expense is like 7% a year mm-hmm. um, at six Sounds and a right. half. I think um, I'm comfortable with that. Uh, it, that's not a wonderful deal, but it's not backbreaking. And I think that the Vikings should invest in a mid or late round receiver. In fact, I think I've got a mock draft going up at zone coverage while, while this show records. Mm. Um, that includes like a seventh round receiver that I'm like jazzed to the core about. He's going to get cut right away. I'm so jazzed about <laughs> this guy. Let's um, go right away. But, but I do think that there's like a fifth, sixth, seventh <laughs> round receiver that the Vikings should. And if they don't like trade around to get a third round pick or something like that, they've got like eight picks on day three. Two of them yeah. can be used on receiver. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Every, everybody loves rooting for KJ, you know, watching a, a late day three pick work his way up like he did. Problem is, like Luke said, Coming off a big down year, not what you want during a contract year. I think he was top five in the league with seven drops, I want to say. So you never really got the big splash or chunk plays like you got in 2022, like that game winner versus Detroit or, you know, that big game versus the Colts, the big comeback. And, you know, again, is market, okay, five, six, seven-ish in that range with so many other holes on the roster. I think I'd rather take that money, put it towards a cornerback or a defensive line, or even Dalton Reisner we talked about last week. If it came down to keeping one guy or the other, uh, they liked what they saw from Jalen Naylor in camp before he got hurt. Powell's uh, you know, still a good oh, yeah. option if you want to bring him back as a cheap number four. And then, you know, just like Arif said, knowing how stacked this wide receiver class is, again, 
I feel like you have a better exit strategy with all those other options compared to your plan B and C with, you know, other positions that we've talked about this year. So um, I think it's pretty likely they walk, save the money, dump another day three pick, like Arika said, uh, and and try to, you know, do it all over again. Jerry is right. JJ is alive. Do it again. We'll be back. (laughs) The circle of life continues. These day three wide receiver three picks. Do it again. You you pay for... A dot guys, you pay for yards per route run guys. You pay for guys that can stretch the field. And I'm the biggest KJ Osborne fan club guy of all time. And he just doesn't do that. He's not a particularly efficient receiver because you have your the, the best intermediate receiver in the game, best receiver in the game, Justin Jefferson. You've got your vertical field stretcher in in Addison. So with Osborne, you just don't you don't you're not paying for someone who's going to give you that element. You're paying for someone who works the underneath and do you need to pay um seven million dollars per year maybe on the high end to get that from him i don't think so i think that if you you stack him up against what you got from powell for dirt cheap you can probably find that and you've already and you've also got hawkinson to pay and you've also got oliver and maybe whoever's gonna fill in for hawkinson while he's hurt like you have other pass catching expenditures that are going to be costly um so it feels like a luxury item to me if that's the cost unless he's willing would you do it for one year though would you pay him a prove it deal one year six like let's say that's the number um i think i'd consider that if, i think that's his threshold market's that's that bad, sure. yeah yeah why not yeah uh, i mean bad that's a relative term i i don't think the vikings are in a spot where they have to sacrifice luxury signings or anything like that like, obviously, you know, in order to reduce the void hits of Hunter and Cousins, you have to extend both of them or whatever. But, like, when you math it out, they actually have quite a bit of cap space. Extend. Yeah. Jefferson, they're going to sign. Reduce that cap hit. They're like, going to sign a lot of guys. Like, it's going to be an active free agency. If it's not, I have, like, questions. Yeah, no, wait, 100%. Like, you, you can't you can't live in a state where you're like, we're constantly competing. We have to always make the playoffs and it's like yeah but we don't have any linebackers yeah (laughs) right like you can't sit on cat on on, you you can't like annihilate the roster in the way that they did last year and then just sit on that cap space well i know it's it's a fluid situation about how much money do they have about that you guys are you know so if you just look at it like, like 24 if you do extensions for jefferson and hunter in the way that Brzezinski usually structures them. It goes up to about 40 and then it kind of depends on what you do with, with Kirk cousins. So how are are they saving money on Hunter? Like I know there's, what's the dead number on him? Uh, It's like like 14 mil, but it's how how many, you have to take seven of that no matter what happens. So if you extend him, seven of that is, is still dead this year. So, and the other seven is deferred into the future. Yes. And then it's like whatever extra money that you give him. Crap load of new money, though, coming in. So you extend JJ and Hunter, moves it up to about 40. You let Kirk walk. You got to chew and eat that 28, though. So you're back down to like 12. No, that already counted for You let Kirk walk. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you extend Kirk 28 of that, so 14 of that 28 goes away with an extension or defers Um, is is paid later. No, it disappears. No, yeah, it defers. (laughs) It magically disappears. It's just gone. Yeah. Um, but Feels yeah, like it sometimes uh, right. <laughs> the future is fake, and these are all negative interest loans. So. It's you're deferring payment on a loan with no interest. 
negative. Tell a Wall Street guy that you could do that, and he's going to do that all the time. Negative seven percent interest loan. That's what you're doing. It's yeah, incredible. right. Yeah, because uh, Saints figured this out ages. You could ago. just like make money off inflation. Like it's, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, Saints cap uh, is hilarious. Yeah. So yeah, they do um, this like crazy every year. Yeah. So uh, you can clear up a lot of space really quickly. So I'm comfortable with luxury signings mm. like KJ Osborne. I'm like. I'll be honest, I thought Ivan Pace had a really phenomenal year. He was really good at what he was asked to do. Mm -hmm. I am extremely nervous about the idea that he plays a thousand snaps. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So I I think that there should be one or two starting linebackers added, whether that's bringing back Jordan Hicks or signing another guy and drafting a guy. I don't know. Um, But give me a big linebacker. Like a rug bumper. I mean, it doesn't have to be 6'5, but if it's under 6'3, I've got questions, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I would kick, Jordan Hicks. I don't know if I'd kick the tires on Jordan Hicks again. I think you you got he was a good, good last year. I would. You, you got yeah. a good year out of him. I think I, I didn't think I would say that last year at this time. Yeah, no, I, I think it, I think it's fair to say, but, hey, you can't just chase the one good year he's had in the last five. But yeah. you know, he's got the same coordinator now. Um, mm-hmm. I I would kick the tires on him. I don't think he's going to command a huge deal. But I agree that you shouldn't like once you sign him, be like, all right, we're good. I agree on in that respect that you can't just sit on your laurels by grabbing him. You got to think of him as like a bridge uh, quarterback, right? But at linebacker, where you're like, we could let Ivan Pace take his job, or we could let this guy that we drafted take his job, or we took a flyer on a failed first round pick for another team to take his job, which uh, that actually worked for Drew Tranquil, I think. Wait, was he a first round pick? I don't Drew remember. Drew Tranquil, yeah. Not, I think the former charges note, uh, Denzel Perryman. Mm. Um, I'm confusing all my West Coast linebackers. Um, but, you know, it, it these things happen, right? So, you know, t- take a couple of flyers, let Jordan Hicks be kind of your floor, and then let someone rise above it, that kind of thing. And it, it wouldn't cost you too much money, and the Vikings have more money than you think they do. Uh, we've got plenty coming up, including Ron Johnson, tight end free agents, and Super Bowl bets after this on the Minnesota Football Party. Today's episode brought to you by Nissan. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Ever wonder what adventure could be around the next corner? Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. The 2024 Nissan Rogue, a class-exclusive Google built-in as your always-updating assistant to call on for almost anything. The Rogue is the perfect mid-sized crossover for your next adventure, and the Nissan Incredible lineup also includes... The 2024 Nissan Armada will change what you expect from a full-size SUV. Picture a rugged 4x4. They can seat up to eight in first-class luxury and style. Tow bigger and explore further in the 2024 Armada. Take the Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. Dude, is Every my day. next car adventure going to be a Nissan? That'll be very exciting. Uh-oh. Nissan Armada, Pathfinder or Rogue, you bet. Um, we thank the everydayers for tuning in, watching us here on Locked on Sports Minnesota, plenty of other programming as well. We are on Mondays and Thursdays, basketball party on Wednesdays. What's wrong with the Wolves right now? Um, and Tuesdays, the Ron Johnson Show. Fridays, the roundtable with Carol Evans, Julia Daniels, and Reggie Wilson. And speaking of the Wolves, by the way, Luke Inman doing the postcast after every game with Jack Borman doing a phenomenal job while we wait for ron johnson let's get into our free agent targets we just talked some wide receiver 
Let's look at tight end. And Kevin Seifert wrote the story today about TJ Hawkinson and his health and how a pup activation, extremely likely for TJ Hawkinson. He'll probably miss the first four games with his ACL recovery. So do you trust Josh Oliver as your tight end one with kind of a no name behind him? Or you do you bring in fortification at that position uh, for someone that can catch in volume or be your tight end one while TJ Hawkinson is out? Uh, Luke Inman, take it away. Well, you know, Johnny Munt, too, always seems to be in the good graces at KOC. Uh, I would love to know how much money, compared to the rest of the league, they've got tied up in their two tight ends, compared to the rest of the league, because that's got they got to be near the top. I, yeah, would think. I got you on this. One second. Yeah, I would love that. But, but you know, they kept Nick Muse around as well, so they obviously like the way he's developing, you know, enough anyways to use a roster spot on him. You can draft another one on day three if you really want, but I, I don't, even with him on the pup, unless they knew – and I know the pups know Joe, I mean, four weeks is four weeks, but unless they knew, okay, there's a good chance he's going to be, you know, out at least half the season, if not more, I just don't really see a world where they're going to go spend, you know, another four or five, six million on another tight end um, just for this interim period for this yeah. year or two while Hawkinson hurts. So too many other pressing needs. I mean, as, as fun as it is to think about, you know, bringing in somebody like Noah Fant, who's a free agent, bring back the 2019 Hawkeyes tight end room. <laughs> it's just not Madden guy. Like we can't turn the salary that would cap be off. Fun. So that would, uh, yeah, be I don't fun. see it. Um, yeah, I think they got to get like a pass catcher of some kind, right? Like, so PFF is finally, they, it took them a while. Uh, gotten around to the free agency rankings and I'm looking through like their top because it's like uh, top 150 or whatever. Right. And it's like, obviously the Vikings are not going to sign Dalton Schultz. Right. So that's, that's not going to happen. Um, if the tight end spending next year, fifth, fifth piece. Okay. Who's yeah. the other four teams that spend more money? In How are they not highest wow. saints, 49ers, Jets saints? and Falcons. Saints? Who's the, the two tight ends for the Saints? Taysom Hill was a tight end. Oh, I mean, sure. Is that, yeah. is that Tyler Conklin making a bunch of money or Tyler Conklin is making a lot of money on the Jets. It, also, it's the Saints, so him. who knows where that money... That money's yeah, probably from like yeah, 2014. Oh, yeah, that's all, Taysom Hill for yeah, the Saints. Yeah, it's Taysom Hill. That makes sense. Yeah. But it's also, it's also like military accounting where it's like they're not really spending $500 on a toilet seat. That's like, you know, that's... Yeah, oh, the Saints are a money laundering organization. <laughs> yeah, that's easily. always been... <laughs> uh, that's a write-off. Yeah, yeah. we're going to write that off. That's fine. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, so I'm like looking through this, I'm like, I don't even think that like the Vikings should be spending for like a Gerald Everett, right? He's like right. five and a half million dollar a year. Kind of like Gerald end. Everett. I like him, right? But, you know, so you have to be like bargain hunting, right? You have to be like, do I like Austin Hooper still? Does he still have it? Uh, whatever it was at his peak, right? <laughs> Um, and I, yeah, I, Austin Hooper's fine. He's like reliable as a pass catcher. Um, you, I, the other ones on the top 150 is next to Austin Hooper. I'm not as huge on like Adam Trotman and Mike Gasicki. I, I think I'm just kind of out on both of them. I, for a guy that is going to be primarily depth and for the first, I don't know, four or so games going to be kind of a pass catcher. I don't want like a high variance flyer type dude. I want a guy mm -hmm. that I'm just like, yeah, he'll get you three catches a yep. game. Yep. Yeah. You, know you just need getting. somebody that runs stick, which like yeah. Josh Oliver can do fine. Uh, but yeah, he he's not gonna be like explosive. You bring an earth um, bag. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, I say that Josh Oliver had like a bunch of hilarious explosive plays, but obviously those were just like flats that were wide open. Um, so I am personally rooting college, man. It's so different. I'm personally rooting for Adam Troutman because of how funny it would be. 
because the Saints traded their entire day three on 2020 to get to the Vikings to get Adam Troutman, which ended up okay. with a bunch Actually, of Vikings. Oh, I think Vitalis yeah. came oh, out of that one. Love that. Uh, incredibly funny for him to end up on the Vikings. I'm rooting for that. Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm, a, I'm looking uh, through some of these other Jalen Rager agents. vibe. Yeah, right. Yes, right. very much a Jalen right. Rager vibe. Also, yeah. I don't think he's very good at all. So whatever, yeah. but I'm here yeah, to go for hilarity. For, yeah, let's get Ron Johnson um, in here too. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, just real quick before we get we get Ron, Ron to speak. Yeah, go ahead, Arif. Flyers on like Tanner Hudson, mm -hmm. Anthony Ferkser. I mean, these are like older guys. Um, Tyler Croft is still kicking around. That's crazy to me. What? Um, you wow. could bring you could bring back the Bell Dozer, Blake Bell. Uh, there we go. There you yeah. go. I like okay. that. I think we just solved the problem. One year, one point uh, five mil. There you go. Done. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you, you yeah, all that. these guys are like vet men dudes. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. I that might be Gisicki would also be very. I, I funny. think that's the play. I think that's the. Play. We can't have bad gritties. We can't have bad Gasicki gritties. That just doesn't. So Hawkinson though starting <laughs> out on the pup though that's huge. I I think it it's makes likely. sense. Yeah, I think it's perfect. likely. Ron Johnson's in. He's a, a former NFL wide receiver, uh, host of the Ron Johnson Show at three Ron Johnson on Twitter slash X. Ron, we're, we're speculating about what to do at tight end with TJ Hawkinson likely. Going to spend a few weeks on the pup to start the year. How confident are you in Josh Oliver as a number one guy if he needs to be for the first month of the season? I don't think it would be Josh Oliver. I'm guessing it would be Johnny Mutt. Uh, Johnny mm -hmm. Mutt is going to give you a little bit more of that true mm -hmm. tight end feel. Uh, Josh Oliver is tight end too. So um, if it's not Johnny Mutt, then I'm guessing they're going to go out and try to find somebody. But Josh Oliver, the routes they need out of a TJ Hawkinson type of tight end, Josh Oliver can't do it. Um, but that it's not, and it's not a bad thing. He's not that guy. Like he is a really good, strong blocking tight end. He's an up the seam in the middle hook curl type of guy. He's not a stretch the field tight end. So my guess would be Johnny Munt. Um, and then from there, they might try to, you know, look at some free agents out there, some opportunities to bring a guy in. But the fact that Justin Jefferson is now saying, you know, he wants to break the bank. I don't know if there's any more money out there. So this is going to be interesting off season. Yeah, Ron, what'd you make of those comments? I mean, I it, to me, it's kind of sounded fine, like he wants to be part of the Vikings. He also wants to make a lot of money. And and those, you know, that are good at the cap tell me that you can structure, even if he's breaking the bank, you can at least structure it so that it's light up front. So you can maybe save money early and then it, it piles up late. But uh, what'd you make of those comments from J.J.? They're fine. I mean, he can make them, but it's also, I mean, you look at a lot of uh, men and women, you know, there's a lot of men that see these women and they just try to say, this is what I want out of a woman. This is what I'm going to get out of her. And then five years later, you're like, oh, you marry somebody else. Yeah. Cause you, you're, she didn't want to give you that. Like, so you could say whatever you want and Justin Jefferson can say that about the Vikings, but this might not be the marriage for them. If, if, if the number is too high and it's going to take them out of like, you can't pay Kirk, TJ Hawkinson, Justin Jefferson, and somebody on defense. Like they're going to have to figure out where they can, you know, pick and save and what's going to matter the most. I mean, when you think about Randy Moss going, you know, leaving the Vikings, it, it, it happens a lot where eventually you just can't afford one of the two Saquon Barkley and the Giants. Like you can't pay Saquon and Daniel Jones. Like it just, it doesn't work in the, the way this, this works, the salary cap, where you look at the Chiefs, it's Patrick Mahomes. There's not a lot of big name numbers out there for them right now that are like oh they're boggling down their money when you look at the 49ers there's i mean brock purdy is cheap so it, it's one or the other and that's where the vikings are gonna have to kind of figure this out like is it time to move? if it is if you're paying justin a ton of money you're probably moving on from kirk 
Um, and I and I think that's that's where where the rubber's gonna meet the road. Like it, it it just all can't work out. Like unless you're Thanos and you got a glove that you can just do whatever you want. Other than that, it's just not enough money out there for that. The what Infinity quick... Stones are all void years. <laughs> <laughs> quick straw poll of the room. You take Quickly. the green stone and then you just rewind time. And you go back and you find other stuff. You know, you just hey. there you go. Um, if if Jefferson were to be traded. Would this be a more devastating departure than Randy Moss? I say yes. I think it'd no. be an instantly fireable offense to try. No, yes I don't think it's well, worse. Well, than what are you Moss. getting back? Are you getting you know a Troy Williamson and well, that's uh, that's a good Harris, yeah. or am I getting three first? Yeah, rounds? you're getting draft picks you can miss on. Yeah, <laughs> that's the deal. He <laughs> could even be a boat. But just yeah, losing let's, the let's take the best player on any offense that isn't a quarterback in the league and turn him into a whole bunch of like high risk assets. You don't get to be mad when that dude turns into Lewis Scene. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for yeah. Justin whoa, whoa, Jefferson fine. to, to we move got, on and trade him, the next Jalen Rager. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> to trade Justin Jefferson. Here's the thing. I'm, I don't even know if that's the answer. If it's like, can they find a a, a deal that gets him a ton of freaking money up front? He still feels like he's the highest paid guy, or he's had the biggest, you know, the biggest contract ever for signing bonus. Something stupid. Like, hey, here's a hundred million dollar signing bonus day one, and then let's let's trickle in the rest. Like, let's let's give you. Small amounts. Your overall ends up being call it one fifty, but maybe it's a hundred million dollar signing bonus, like something absolutely stupid that that, that they could figure out a way to, to balance <laughs> it. Worst idea. An unrestructurable true, contract. I'm yeah. saying, just figure out a way to move <laughs> no, it. Where yeah. hey, you're going to get your hundred mil, but you know here's the other pieces of this money. Like, can you get us to an NFC Championship game? Can you get us to a Super Bowl? All that will have all the escalators you want to get you to 200 million if you want to call that. But you got to get us to a Super Bowl. You got to get us to an NFC Championship. We got to make the playoffs. Like we can't just pay you a ton of money and we're going to, you know, be 7 and 4, uh, you know, staring down the barrel of uh, oh, you know, on. the Are Lions. You like a 20 million dollar per year escalator for every Super Bowl appearance and playoffs. <laughs> Something. I don't know. He's got to like <laughs> He, there's there's ways to do it. Like if you look at Michael Vick's old contract, when people talk about that one, like his was hugely elevated to like escalators. We had the same agent. That's the only reason I knew that. And when you look at Octagon, go back to Octagon Sports, Michael Vick contract. When they're like, oh, this is the biggest quarterback contract. Half that stuff was was like incentives, and that's mm-hmm. that's how you do it though. Like you put that carrot to say, hey man, you got to show up for eighty percent of your workouts. You got to show up for, you know, 95% of this. You got to be healthy day one of practice. You got to do, like, you could put a lot of stuff on there to make sure, you know, you don't end up paying this guy and then he's out for, you know, two more years or something like Deshaun Watson. The problem is um, either you put in incentives that he's already hit, in which case it already counts against the hat cap, or incentives that he has no control over um like winning a super bowl right which his agent would just like not agree to right? i mean but you can still i mean you can still throw it in there to make it a historical contract because we won't oh, no, okay that you're language. right you're right right so you know what i'm saying like um, it, like there's a thing true. like sometimes people have it's to like are. do certain yeah. things to make their other uh, partner feel good so in in a marriage what you don't want is for the yeah. vikings to feel robbed and then at every turn the organization is like, oh, we got to move this contract. This is not working for us. We're, you know, we're not going to the playoffs. We didn't pay to do a ton of money. And the only things we're getting from this is commercials and gritty. Vice versa, you can't give him a contract where everybody in the media is like, oh man, the Vikings punched Justin Jefferson in the stomach. Like that's that's so weak, man. Like da da. Don't Daniel Hunter this. 
And then you get, and then yeah. you get the like, oh, let's go look at the Buffalo Bills. Oh, let's go look at the Eagles. Oh, let's go look at the Chiefs because Patrick Mahomes and Justin Jefferson is going to be like Tom Brady and Randy Moss all over again. There's a lot of factors don't, in that. So don't do, don't do that. Don't. <laughs> it feels really good. We're really primed here to be mad no matter what happens. Right. Oh, I mean, just, but, yeah. but you got to find a it way to make him happy. So when I say mistake here was drafting a good player, it sounds you like. can you can give him 150 million. <laughs> like if you have 150 million, you give it to him. And then you throw some incentives in there to say, hey, man, you got a $200 million or $220 million contract. And you're right, Arif. Like, you could throw some stuff in there that he has no control over. Like, hey, if you go to Super Bowl, man, we're going to give you a $5, $5 million bonus. Uh, if you go to NFC Championship game, we'll give you a million-dollar bonus. Like, there's a lot of things. Hey, if you get 2,000 yards, every year you get 2,000 yards, here's your bonus. Like, there's a lot of things you can throw. Or 1,800, then there's 1,900, then there's 2,000 yards. You break that record. Here's the money. Like you, I mean, you make the Pro Bowl. You you get all pro. Like there's a lot of things you can throw you, in you there know, that are attainable. And then there's some stuff that yeah, like it literally comes down to your team, but you still have a chance to get it. So you know who would absolutely agree to a contract incentive for an impossible amount of yards? Adrian Peterson. <laughs> there's a bonus in here for 2,500 rushing yards. He's like, got it. I'm good. He would today. Or yeah, 100 receiving there. yards, which is more unlikely. <laughs> right. So, yeah, so there's a lot you can do there. I mean, like catches. You can throw catch incentives in there. You can throw, but, you know, and, and, and again, it's all about cap and how can Rob Brzezinski look at the cap space and, and massage it to say, hey, look, man, we're we going to give it. It's guaranteed. Here's your guarantee. But can we spread this out over? And then you come up with a number that him and his agent agree with. Like, because you don't want to sign a 10-year contract. And you also don't want to sign a four-year contract. Like you got to find a number that works for both parties. And I think that's what they're that's what they're you know trying to do. Now, if he wants to be a lifetime Viking, uh who didn't Patrick Mahomes do that? Didn't he sign a 10-year contract? Like 450 yeah. million yeah. is bad for him. So yeah, uh, I mean, restructure. I'm not saying Justin Jefferson do that, but there's always to. weird things out there like that. You can just do something crazy to say, I'm a Viking for life. And then like like uh the dude, the, the Morris twin. You know, he got the keys to the city in Philly and then uh, a month ago or two weeks ago and he got traded yesterday. Like you get you just got the keys to the city. You cried on the podium and then they traded you two weeks later. Like, I don't follow the NBA at all. Are we talking about the Kansas Marcus and Markeith Morris? Yes. Yep. He got They're the keys still... to the city in Philly. Wow. For the 76ers. Right. Wow. They had him on the podium. He was crying. He was so happy because of all the stuff he does for the community. And they wow. were telling him, oh, we're never going to do this. They did the same thing to, uh, city of to love. Uh, the other dude for the Bucks. They had him, you know, he was on a podcast with the team talking about, I love the Bucks. I love the Bucks. And then they yeah, traded him to the Trailblazers yeah. for, 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 for Damian Lillard. So, like, that's the thing. Justin Jefferson can sign a 10 year deal yeah, they, and they say he loves the Vikings. He never wants to leave. Yeah, he never wants to leave Minnesota. Up. And then they could restructure or trade him two years from now. So, yeah, I mean, I just think you got to make both parties happy, but you do need to stroke his ego a little bit. Like, for, for yeah, somebody well, to get yeah. on camera and say, I want the break the bank to be broken. Like you got to stroke his ego to keep him happy. Remember when when he said a couple of years ago when people were asking him about the Tyree Kill contract and and he said uh, I'm not too fond of money. Boy, are we putting that to the test? <laughs> <laughs> okay, how long until the Shohei Otani structure meets the NFL comes to the NFL? Is that even possible? New CBA. I don't fully guarantee. I don't. You can't be deferred in the NFL. Yeah, I think the CBA prevents it. Yeah, because there's a yeah. salary cap. Uh, like Bobby Manilla was one of the first ones to do that. Bobby. So it's not Shohei Otani. I'm not. It's Black History Month. Bobby Manilla. 
did that first. The blasphemy of you to do that on Black History Month to forget the the most Tell historic hey. contract ever by a baseball player was hey, Bobby Bonilla, who deferred his money. He walked so Shohei Otani could run. He definitely got it started, but yeah, he deferred his money. He's been, I think, he has like four or five more years left on his. Yeah, I was about to say we're we're nearing the end of. Yeah, it's uh, coming to the end, but he he got like one point one million dollars every single year and has not touched the diamond. Uh, because that's how they structured. They deferred it. So Shohei Otani wants to do the same thing. I'll defer my whatever seven hundred million dollars, but I'm gonna get it. So give me whatever you give me right now, two three million dollars. I'll take it. But yeah, football you can't do it because of the salary cap and then the CBA. Because what they don't want is guys in the NFL to get done dirty and never see that money because they snorted coke and killed somebody in Vegas. So yeah. Hey, I met I met Bobby Bonilla in a New York lobby, and I saw him pay his hotel bill, and he pulled out the biggest wad of cash. I'm like I'm like twelve. You're kidding. The biggest wad of cash. Hotel bill in cash. Cash. Hey, money. that he didn't put the hotel under his name. That's why you can't handle <laughs> records of I was here. <laughs> you, you I don't want I don't want him to know what I rented on pay per view last night. You but you can put a, you can put cash. You can put a credit card down there and say no, no, I'm paying cash. Like yeah. that was just a home. um. Okay, here's one for you, Ron. You're Ryan Poles. The future of the franchise hinges on your moves this offseason. Are you going to stockpile more picks, get another King's Ransom for that number one pick? Are you going to run it back with Justin Fields? Or are you going to go chalk what everybody assumes is going to happen, hit the reset button, draft Caleb Williams, try to move Justin Fields for you know a second or third round pick? Well, the fact that Justin Fields tore the Vikings up like down the stretch of that game, um, I think there is ways to make him better. Uh, Luke Getze clearly – was not the answer. Alex Brown came on our show, uh, former former bear and uh, <laughs> former <laughs> bear. Hope Justin Fields doesn't get traded to the Raiders. Former bear Alex Brown uh, said he said Luke Gexy and uh, and uh, Justin Fields can't coexist. Like the just the philosophies don't work. The way he calls the plays, the way Justin needs to play. He's like if they keep Getzy, Justin has to go. If they get rid of Getzy, I think Justin's the guy. So it looks like Justin's going to be the guy. Um, if I were them, I would use that pick. Honestly, I would try to use that and I would stockpile unless like, unless you know, you can get Marvin Harrison jr. And you think that's the answer. Um, I, I probably like, and as, as I said, that's way too answer. good a receiver class to spend your first overall pick on the top guy. But that's what I'm saying. But Marvin Harrison jr. Is a hall of fame generational talent. When you watch his Ohio state film and the plays, I mean, even the Gophers game alone, the Gophers bracketed double team and triple teamed him, And he still found ways to get open. And he didn't even do it loudly. Like it was a quiet game of like, oh, he just scored a touchdown. I didn't even realize he was playing today. And then you look at the stats, you're like, oh, okay. He just secretly went out there and had himself a game. Like that's what he does. His body control, his feet, the way he can just drop anchor like Chris Carter used to do and just get those toes in at the last minute. Like he was making NFL catches in college where a lot of guys just relied on the one foot. He was already doing that. So when I say that, it's sometimes to say, yeah, it's a, it's a decent amount of receivers in this draft, but none of them. Are Maserati Marv. Like, if you put Justin Fields and you give him that weapon, now you give him a true guy where he can close his eyes and say, I'm going to just throw it up if I got man coverage and treat it like Randy Moss. And that's what the Bears don't have. DJ Moore is another guy that can take the top off. So you partner those two, you get instant offense. You get instant, like, and then the fact that it got rid of Montgomery, thank you to the Lions. I know the Lions are happy, but yeah. that's even dumb to me. Like, Montgomery looks dumb. really good, and the Bears made dumb. him look like trash. So, Hopefully with well, Justin Fields and they can move on and get it. If I'm them, I go get the best receiver in the draft. Well, can I, you imagine? I, and I know they got Cole Komet, but if they traded back a couple picks, picked up Harrison at three or four, let's just say, and then took Brock Bowers at nine, now all of a sudden 
Justin Fields got no excuses now. Some Correct. And that's the thing. That's not like, if you can guarantee, if you can still do that and guarantee you get Marvin Harrison, the problem is, is some of these teams that say they want to get a quarterback, they're playing this game. Because they're like, look, we can go find a Brock Purdy and just get Marvin Harrison. I mean, a lot of people, uh, uh, what's his name? Kyle Shanahan is showing the world that, hey, you got to you gotta go scout. Like, you got to get out there on the road. You got to do this. And so, of course, people are always going to say, well, the 49ers knew. Why didn't they draft him earlier? Like, they didn't truly know. But they yeah, also obviously. said, like, we're, gonna, we're not going to let this guy go into free agency. Let's go get him. And I think that's the other thing, too. Sometimes people – get a free agent, and then they pat themselves on the back. Why did you use your seven-round pick on that guy? Because your seven-round pick you just cut. Did you see so. Matt Rule uh, in a Nebraska presser yesterday <laughs> say that, that he wanted to – he really wanted to draft Brock Purdy, but the Carolina Panthers front office vetoed it? <laughs> and no. Was that the year they drafted uh, – I didn't see that. Uh, let's see who Miss, they took. The Ole Miss kid, Matt yeah, Corral. Yeah, yeah, let's go over – 2022 <laughs> draft. Was that Matt Corral? Wikipedia. Yeah, who was Matt Corral? The Panthers in the <laughs> – Panthers yeah. in the seventh round picked. I assume it was the seventh round that we're talking about here. Uh, he just I said don't think he specific, but sure, probably. Okay, they took Kalan Barnes, the fast one from Baylor. Who isn't he oh, a Viking he, now? He's a Viking. Yeah, yeah he yeah. was. He's still, he's still well, he was that's, from Baylor. As far as seventh round picks go, that's not bad. Uh, there's no Brock Purdy, I guess. But Four, I also two, don't believe Matt Rule. Uh, right. And, and this is the thing about Brock Purdy, though. So the only reason I saw some of his stuff is because like Iowa and Iowa State are not too far from us. And if you look back on like some of the games he won and this is where Matt Rue, Matt Rue is completely full of it. But like the games people were talking about were like the TCU game, for instance, where he lit TCU up like those are the games where I mean, and of course, now they're starting to put it on social media and showing his reaction after the game as he stands with the band. And he's so like he can't believe he just did this. Like those moments did happen. But again, nobody really knew. People were like, oh, TCU's defense sucks. Yeah, they probably do because look what Deion Sanders did to him. You know, like there, there's a lot of that in there too. Like some of these teams he beat up on that made it far, but then you look at their actual team and like y'all sucked actually. Like y'all weren't that good or or maybe it's Brock Purdy. So that's where Brock Purdy got like kind of like thrown off because he had some big games, but Iowa State wasn't good. And so that's what happens. But I, I think the same thing happened in Michigan. Like Tom Brady – had some good games, but Michigan had was in a downtime back then. Like that, that that was that Drew Henson, Tom Bray. I mean, we were the Gophers, and like Wisconsin were actually like some of the better teams in the Big Ten back then. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so and Purdue, like with Drew Brees, like Michigan started to come back, but like after Ch uh, Charles Woodson left in '97, it kind of fell off. Like '98, '99, 2000. They were going to bowl games, but it wasn't like the national championship mission. Yeah, you're, talk you're talking about that come from behind Orange Bowl victor Tom Brady against <laughs> Alabama. Come on, man. But that's what I'm saying. Like it. So for Tom Brady, same thing. Like it's like you're not playing for a national. Like if, if Brock Purdy had been at Iowa and had a chance to go to a national championship, and there's no Cooper DeGene fair catch. Like I'm guaranteed, people are like, "Oh, this Brock Purdy kid is really good." Like he put his team in the Final Four. If he plays for Texas. You know, Brock Ewers all of a sudden now is a first-round draft pick if he comes out next year. Like, you know, and then you watch him, and you're like, this kid doesn't look that good. Like, he's okay. Uh, but that's where I'm going with this. Like, J.J. McCarthy. You put J.J. McCarthy at Iowa State, he's not – we're not talking about him in the first, second round. Like, you have to show you can win on a big stage, and then coaches just take a look at you. I mean, look at Bryce Young. I hate to say it. He, was, he should not have been the first overall pick. And that's the problem. If C.J. Stroud beats Michigan – everybody's on C.J. Stroud's back. And they're like, oh, this kid is really good. And he's going to the playoff. And then he plays in the playoff in the final four. And they're, 
it's it's all about the narrative and that's what some of these gms need to stop worrying about that's where we're at with purdy though like it's it's his moment it's he's at the playing the super bowl on sunday like that's right and that's what and that's why i say some coaches are looking like well if i get me an offense let me go find me a cheap quarterback because that's that's what a lot of people are saying the theory is like jalen hurts and early patrick mahomes you know like that's what a lot of people are thinking like can i find a cheap quarterback to just get me to the super bowl with a bunch of weapons we were actually talking about jj mccarthy before the show ron it sounds like are you off him no, I'm not off of him. I just okay. I know he's good. He's six three. I just don't want everybody else to be on him. I want I want everybody to okay. hate him and put him in the second okay. round. You got you got to stop that meeting with his height, dude. That is the least convincing thing you can. <laughs> well, I have bad news for you, Ron. I'm on him. He's prototypical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You you and you and uh, and Luke agree on this now, and I like uh, he's a prototype quarterback. And this is this is the reason why I say height, Ari. There's the only reason I say I, it. I, if you watch <laughs> Bryce Young stand <laughs> behind the center. If the center <laughs> stands up, Bryce Young's in trouble. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like like the funniest picture, and it looked fake. I thought that was like somebody's kid was at practice, but when the center oh, – I All offseason, I was tweeting out pictures of Bryce Young. Well, the center stands up and points at the Mike Backer, so and good. Bryce Young just looks like a little – like it looks like somebody's little brother back there waiting <laughs> for him to bend back down so he can put his hands under his butt. Like, have, it just, have, you, have you seen Anthony Richardson's little brother? I think he's oh he's huge than- yeah <laughs> yeah he's a huge four he's no he's fourteen that kid's on steroids yeah. like oh, man. there's no way he's on like he's fourteen um, we didn't talk a lot of Super Bowl with Ron we'll save that for the roundtable tomorrow with uh, Julia Daniels and Reggie Wilson we'll get some Super Bowl predictions all right I'm I'm excited to to get everyone's take uh, the Gatorade's gonna be purple purple Gatorade's gonna Gatorade. be purple and uh, and, and we'll wait put is that insider info. Lot. Because no, that's just the Illuminati. Profit. It's just way too much. Like the Christian use check jacket that just came out. Yeah, she's using yeah. the logo on that. It's purple and red. Mm. The Illuminati's all a part of this. It's gonna be purple Gatorade. Are you saying it's purple because of the logo, the Super Bowl logo? I just think it's purple. It's, yeah. it's all part of the larger to, conspiracy that the logo, like the movie with Blondish. Will Smith and Margot Robbie, uh, con, con yep. artist or whatever it was, or conspiracy. Yep. I think. Yep. I yeah, it's just it's about. throwing stuff out for people to keep seeing it so that we don't even realize what's about to happen. It's purple. Okay. More, and we've Some got more Ron messages. conspiracies okay. coming in the morning on the round <laughs> table. It. So make sure you tune into that. Uh, thanks a lot, Ron. At 3 Ron Johnson on Twitter. Ron Johnson Show host on Tuesdays. Good stuff. It's going to be Prince. He's going to be on the sideline with the Gatorade. <laughs> Boom. And Purple oh. Rain is going to play as he pours it on the coach's head. The hologram of Prince. I love it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we'll put together one of our own Super Bowl parlays and get Luke Inman's bet next on the Minnesota Football Party. And we're presented today by Robinhood. Did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you can still have an IRA? Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in from other retirement accounts with a 3% match. That's right, no cap on the 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. This offer is good through April 30th. Get started at Robinhood.com slash boost. Subscription fees apply. And now for some legal info. 
Claim as of Q1 2024, validated by Radius Global Market Research. Investing involves risk, including loss limitations, apply to IRAs and 401ks. 3% match requires Robinhood Gold for one year from the date of first 3% match. Must keep Robinhood IRA for five years. The 3% matching and transfers is subject to specific terms and conditions. Robinhood IRA available to U.S. customers in good standing. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC is a registered broker dealer. Good stuff from Ron Johnson. And now we get to the part Luke Inman's been waiting for. He earned it. He earned a, let's see, $5 from each of us. So $15 bet at least. Now, Luke, you can pitch in whatever you want. You can make it 20. You can make it 30 if you want some skin in the game. But we'll juice 15 onto your bet preference for the Super Bowl. I'll place it on FanDuel as I go to Iowa this weekend. So Luke Inman. I don't know if you want to pool the crowd here and get some some suggestions. I, I think I would. I, I would like to make this a group think bet here so we all got some skin in the game, so we all got something we can talk about and root for during the game. And, and here's mm -hmm. what kind of bums me out. I was actually looking at some odds before Ron came on, and uh, I couldn't believe it. Gatorade, red? You're getting at 5-1? to one? But then Ron comes on here and says it's going to be purple, and now all of a sudden my wires are crisscrossed and I don't know what to think. So when I think Gatorade, splash right i think red every time red maybe orange orange the heavy favorite three to one but now ron's coming in here with this purple talk and now i don't know what to think so i need your guys' two cents what do you guys think about that gatorade what's the what's the odds on orange so orange is the favorite at orange three is to the one. favorite yellow which is, was last time yet yeah, last year okay that was okay. last year okay yellow and purple are 390 390 Blue. I'm going to take orange at the at the three to one. Okay, favorite. you're you're running yeah, it back. You think okay, it's going to be yeah. the same. Okay, okay, which is still good. I mean, three to one, tripling your yeah, money there. Pretty good. What do you guys? I was, think? I was worried Luke that orange would be like plus one hundred or something. Oh wow. Okay. I I also think uh, right under that on Fanduel. Yeah. Final score to have occurred as past Super Bowl final score. So there's been fifty. Opposite of a score or Say what? Opposite of a scoregami, right? Can you match a previous Super Bowl score at plus four ten? Oh, any? Oh, really? Ooh, Ooh I love that. I like 10? that. Yeah. I think we should do one on the Gatorade, and we should either do the uh, uh, opposite scoregami, or mm -hmm. we should go crazy on a on a you know use check something insane like that. What do you guys okay. think? The opposite scoregami one sounds really fun. Okay, how about yeah, we do yeah, ten I like on the opposite ten... scoregami? Okay, let's go I, ten it on. It feels orange. like tradition at this point to also do the use chick one though. Well, maybe we'll do that with Sam when he goes to Iowa. Well, yeah. Well, okay. Let's just all say that we'll chip in another two fifty. We'll do ten on use check. We'll do ten on a color, and we'll do ten on the anti scoregami. I opposite agree to the scoregami. All right, and and do we feel good about orange? Do we want to listen to Ron and go purple with the Illuminati conspiracies? What do you guys think? Well, we, uh, hmm. I was almost going to say let's split it, but then we'd have to chip in more, don't we? No, let's just pick one and just go with let's it. Just pick one. Let's do orange. I I would go orange because it was orange before. It's a lot of the same guys. I like it. And yeah. I'm fine I, with that. Three to one. Knows, I feel good about yeah. that. Three to one as the favorite. I, I right. It's like the odds or whatever. All right. See you, Arif. See you, Arif. Yeah. Arif's got a roll. Okay. So we like orange. Um, even though it's paying the worst odds, we still think still we're going to, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, three it's 300 or 350 or 390 like, whatever, pick the color you think it's going to be. I'm going to be really bummed if it's red, but I, I feel a lot less confident about red now than I did yeah. 20 minutes ago. Let's just put it. All there. right. This is what I have in my, in my bet slip right now to try to win. Not quite the million that I promised, but I think that a hundred to win 44,000 
use check anytime TD, Mahomes anytime TD, and then juice the Chiefs. Like, let's just buy in on the Chiefs. Like, Chiefs minus six and a half, right? Because they're the underdog, and you can, if they win by a touchdown, you get like plus two and change. I like it. Yeah. Um, and then one more Chiefs touchdown score because they're going to win by a touchdown. So, like, a Valdez Scantling or someone somewhat obscure gets you like 44 grand for 100. Jarek McKinnon. Yeah, so someone hmm. else random. I think that's that's one that I would like. I think yeah, trying to hit like one for each team and then maybe one more on top of that. Um or not. We could we could try a few things. But that's all the time we have. We'll text about it and we'll let people know what we chose. Oh, we're but still Luke, recording, huh? We're still going. <laughs> <laughs> Anti-scorigami, orange uh, orange Gatorade. And uh, what was the third one? Use check TD and use check TD. Book it, book it to win something like two hundred dollars total. Um, those will hit guaranteed, and uh, we'll we'll brag about it on Monday's Minnesota football party for uh, for Arif who's gone for the Luke's. I'm Sam. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Talk to you after the Super Bowl.